<laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right, well, good to have you with us tonight, especially if you're uh, here with us online, uh, whether you're on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, any of those platforms there, be sure to heart, to like, to share, to follow, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Uh, that way you'll get those notifications every time we go live. If you follow us on Facebook, then you get that also. Uh, but be sure to retweet us there on Twitter. And then also thank you to those who are joining with us on our phone live streaming. We have several who use that service. If you need that number, I'll be glad to give that to you uh, anytime here during the service for you, as well as if you're at home, uh, home watching online and you know someone who could use that service, uh, just call the church office and we'll be glad to give you uh, that phone number so that you can be able to call in and then you'll be on the system and it'll automatically call you every time we go live. Uh, let me encourage you, if you have access to the church website at hollandbaptistchurch.com, uh, go to the info tab there. It's where you can download the worship bulletin for this week. Uh, you can also download the children's worship bulletins there. If you need those in person, they're in the windowsills on the sides at the doors as you leave. Uh, the children's worship bulletins are over here to my right. Uh, you can also uh, send that link to anybody you want to in an email or, or a message or however you want to do that uh, so that they can have access to that also. So if you have grandkids somewhere else, uh, you've got some nephews, nieces somewhere else, I'd encourage you to take the time uh, to do that. And then also while you're under that info tab, go ahead and get tonight's prayer list downloaded so you can follow along with our, our prayer requests. Uh, be sure to get that downloaded. We're going to be going through our, our entire prayer list tonight uh, to make sure we clean up a few that are on the list. If you have any updates or uh, any um, additions that we need to add, be sure to comment there on Facebook. That's where we'll see the live uh, for tonight. If you comment on any of the others, we'll see that just not during uh, the live uh, service tonight. Uh, and we will get those added before the next time. Uh, you can also call the church office if you need to do that, and we'll be glad to put that on uh, in person. If you didn't get one of those, they're down here at the front. We'll be glad to come around and give you one. If you see somebody who comes in a little bit late, uh, have them do that also. If you have the access to the church website there uh, at HighlandBaptistChurch.com, go to the far right-hand side, click the Give Online tab there. You can do your online giving. We have quite a few people who do that and use that, and it's a wonderful blessing of a service there that we have. You can do your regular giving. You can do special offering giving like the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Uh, there's other things that you can designate to there too. So be sure to uh, go to the website there, get those downloaded, or, or get that uh, giving set up there. You can do it as a recurring gift. You can do it as a one-time gift, uh, but you can also do those in person in the offering envelopes and put those in the plates as you leave uh, tonight. We'll be sure to get that in the office to get that counted the next time the counters uh, count next week. So I think that's it. Uh, Brother Mike, if you'll come and lead us. Pat started out playing Wonderful Grace of Jesus, and we're not singing that one. But if you did find that in the hymnal, turn over one page, that is what we're singing. Grace greater than our sin. Still about grace. 329. Miss Pat? Marvelous grace of
Hopefully at home you've had the opportunity uh, to get your prayer list uh, downloaded there. I have uh, Facebook there on my iPad so that I can follow along. If you have uh, any prayer requests that you want to share there, be sure to share them on Facebook. That's where we'll see those. Uh, let me just remind you of a couple of other things, too. There's a lot of upcoming things in our bulletin. Uh, this Sunday's Mother's Day, so just be reminded that we won't have we uh, Sunday night service uh, this Sunday. I want to encourage you to spend that time with your, your family, especially your mothers. Uh, but uh, we have a special gift that we're going to be giving to our mothers on Sunday morning, and we encourage you to be here uh, for that so you can get one of those. Uh, also, don't forget to be praying for the Ukrainian ministry uh, as we uh, seek to possibly bring that to a vote soon. Uh, we'll be mentioning that Sunday uh, also when that vote will be uh, for that. But in the meantime, you be in prayer uh, for that ministry. And then we move from one missions effort right into another uh, from our Annie Armstrong Easter offering uh, into supporting uh, the Pregnancy Support Center uh, life choices, uh, especially the, in particular the one in Manchester. Uh, they have several branches around that cover our area and our region of counties. But encourage you to get one of the baby bottles. Uh, if you're at home, you can give to that also on our church website. Uh, there you can do that, so I encourage you to do that if you want. Uh, but if you can pick up one of these bottles, it's better because these will go directly uh, to them uh, from our church. They have our church name on them, uh, but b that'll be collecting between now and Father's Day, and we'll be turning those in by Father's Day, so be sure to bring those uh, back by then. All right, let's take a moment then and, and start with our prayer list. Uh, I had some things from last week that I want to make sure we had some updates on. Uh, but we're just going to start and go down the Highland Baptist Church family side, uh, then to the mother, then to the uh, nursing home list, and then to the friends and family, uh, and just go through all of these. It may take us a little bit longer than our normal time, but just want to make sure if there's any updates, anybody we can remove from the prayer list, anybody we need to add to the prayer list, or just an update that you may have on somebody to share with us. So as we look at our Highland Baptist Church family, uh, we do want to continue to remember SW and Carolyn Stone. Carolyn is back home. Uh, she had been in the hospital a few days, a couple of weeks back, but uh, I think she's doing better. But just keep her in your prayer still and SW also. 
Uh, remember Vicki Boswell, she has several uh, things that are going on with her, several medical issues. Uh, remember Mike Durham, uh, Arthur Hargrove. Arthur's not been able to be here with us in person for quite some time, uh, but still pray for him with his medical issues he has, as well as Miss Beverly Daniel. Uh, anybody have an update on Miss Beverly? The last I've heard, she seems to be doing fairly well, is able to get out and go uh, to the store some with, with a caregiver, and she does have someone who helps her a little bit, but uh, for the most part, she seems to be doing okay considering uh, her situation. I do want to remember Miss Rosalie. Uh, if you don't know Miss Rosalie, she's 100 years old. It'll be 101 in November if she makes it to November. Uh, what a blessing she is. She's such an encourager, but we want to continue to remember her uh, in our prayers. Remember Kim Saunders, uh, who has some medical issues. Uh, Brenda Gilbert, she has some medical issues with her back and other things, uh, so want to continue to remember her. She has come some, uh, but she is still in a lot of pain uh, with her situation. I remember Myra Watson, uh, she continues to ask for our prayer uh, and has posted even a couple of things on social media, on Facebook, but uh, she, she deeply appreciates our prayers. Uh, she has had a real struggle and a hard time uh, after Daniel had passed away uh, and then some issues that she has too, so keep her uh, in your prayers. Mark Raymond, uh, continue to remember him. Uh, know he had his uh, back epidural and all that sometime back, but just continue to remember him. Uh, we'll talk with him and see if he's a possible one to remove from the list there. Uh, Miss Diane Tatum, she is still having some of that back issues, but nothing what she was before, uh, but more so she's having some issues once in a while with her sugar. And so want to especially remember that aspect of the things that she's been going through uh, with that. A couple of weeks ago, she wasn't able to stay for services uh, because of that, because her sugar spiked uh, on her. Uh, Brother Jack Doubt. So that was a biopsy you had? Okay, and where was it? On, on your on your liver. That's what I thought you said. I just wanted to make sure I had that right. So Brother Jack Doubt had a biopsy on his liver yesterday and just waiting on the results from that. So we want to remember him in prayer uh, for that. Uh, remember Cindy Jordan. She still continues to have some ongoing uh, issues there with her ribs that she had uh, cracked and broken there. So we want to continue to remember her in prayer as well as some other things that she's going through. Uh, remember Ber Bernice Cox, uh, although they are no longer here in our community with us, they are living down in Lower Alabama in L.A. <laughs> good. She had a good month. Uh, we talked to her, someone talked to her daughter, uh, and she had a good month, uh, but she has had some ongoing issues uh, there, but just continue to keep her in your prayers. We praise the Lord for the good report. Uh, there. Uh, the last report we mentioned last week was on Miss Donna Agcock that her procedure went well with her mastectomy. Uh, any other further update? Okay. So just continue to keep her in prayer. She continues to recover uh, from that procedure. And then Ken uh, also uh, with the issues there. Any update on him? Okay, all right, good. So someone staying with his dad with the issues that he had there, and then uh, he's able to focus his attention on Donna. So that's good. Uh, any update on Miss Cindy? Have we heard anything?
So this is on Cindy Ingram. Uh, she had had something happen uh, about a month and a half ago now, something like that. Uh, but they've not been able to put a name to what happened with her, and uh, she is doing better, but she has a neurology appointment in June, so we do want to keep her in our prayers for that. Uh, Miss Sandra Wells is back from her surgery. Everything went great with that, except for a small portion of the kidney stone uh, that she would just have to pass naturally, and, and uh, hopefully that will happen soon. And then uh, Leanne, from what I understand, is doing better from her uh, knee procedure also. Any update on her that anybody may have further than that, than what I know? Okay. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, Leanne comments on our uh, prayer list there. Um, we, we do need to remember uh, Miss Betsy Farrell. She uh, had a procedure on her leg. Uh, we just want to continue to remember her as she continues uh, going with that. And then also Michelle Olson we mentioned last week. Okay. All right, so we were waiting on some medical tests uh, for her to come back. Uh, and so her results were benign, so we praise the Lord uh, for that. So we will remove her uh, from the list there. Um, any others on the Highland Baptist Church family that we need to update or add? All right, moving down to the nursing home list, I um, want to continue to remember Miss Mary Campbell, uh, Miss Peggy Eggleston, who's at Life Care. Uh, Miss Mary's at NHC, Susie Barton, who's now at Morning Point, and then Miss Bertie Davis, who is at Brookdale. And Bertie, uh, from two different people I've heard tonight, uh, is doing really good. Uh, they, she laughed with them, talked up, cut up with them, and just like Miss Bertie. And so she's enjoying the, the fellowship, the socialization there, still able to get out some with. Uh, the, her daughter, I believe, that's picking her up and taking her out some, so we praise the Lord for that. Uh, I will mention, uh, although she's not on the prayer list, we had her on last week, the last couple of weeks uh, with Miss Janet Carter. Uh, she is back at home. She is doing better when I spoke to her earlier this week, but they are looking for someone that could help with caregiving for her, just sitting with her, uh, making sure she takes her medicines and those kind of things, keeping her being there if she falls or something like that. Uh, few, at least a few days a week. They couldn't say exactly how many days that would be, but if you know of anybody that might be uh, in line to do something like that, that could do that, could you please call the church office, let us know that, so we can uh, let her son or daughter uh, know that, so they can proceed with how they want to with that and how Miss Janet wants to proceed uh, with that, which I'm sure she's listening to us uh, tonight. She usually does, uh, but we are continuing to pray for her. Uh, also, uh, as we go to the friends and family side, any other updates on nursing home people there? Okay, on the friends and family side, uh, Mike Hauser, some of these I'm not sure who gave us the request, so if you know these individuals, please let me know so we can make sure that you're at least a person, if you know who that person is and we don't have a name out beside it, that we can get an update uh, from you what, how those individuals are doing and can we remove them from the list. Uh, but anybody know Mike Hauser? Yes. Do you know any update on him? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Katie Joe Bailey, I've not looked on, they have a CaringBridge site that uh, they share the latest updates, but I've not looked at that recently. Do you know anything, Ms. Donner? Okay. So, but do keep her in your prayers for the leukemia issues alone. Okay, so this is on Katie Joe Bailey. 
uh, the update we were getting uh, to share with you is that uh, she did have a hip replacement uh, recently and uh, has not been doing well from that. So we'll try to get you a more detailed report on her uh, for next uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Sarah Jernigan is the sister of uh, Sherry Jernigan, who used to be one of our teachers with the CDC. Uh, she was in uh, pretty much a comatose state at a hospital in uh, Chattanooga, or a facility at least there, but we want to continue to remember her in prayer. The last I've talked with Sherry, she still uh, is having uh, her ongoing issues. She has responded some to them over time, but it's been a very, very slow uh, recovery there for her. Uh, Floyd and Sue Prince. I know Ms. Myra Patton's the one who gave us this request. Uh, I believe that's her mother and father. Right. Still some ongoing issues there with them. Okay, so do continue to remember Floyd and Sue Prince with their ongoing issues. Um, yeah. I think uh, there's some other things I remember now that she said that. Um, remember Amanda Harris, uh, who's Mark Smith's niece? Do you have any update on? Okay, so she is in remission. Uh, she was just Mark Smith's niece who had breast cancer. So we praise the Lord for that. Uh, what about Don, his dad? About the same? Maybe a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so just continue to remember Don Smith with uh, his issues there. And I know the family alternates out some who's uh, sitting with him and taking care of him. So pray for the family too with all of that. Uh, I've not heard an update from Miss Bell uh, about her cousin Greg Renfo, uh, who was waiting for a kidney transplant. He's been on our prayer list for quite some time, uh, so I'll try to find something out from Miss Bell uh, about that. Uh, also, we want to remember Hoyt Farrell. This is Bobby Farrell's brother. Uh, he is still at the facility down in Florida. Uh, they've not been able yet to work the logistics out and things with the the state insurances and stuff to be able to get him up here to Tennessee, but just continue to pray uh, for that for Hoyt and for Bobby, uh, as Bobby has to go down there ever so often uh, to, to do things with him. Uh, and I've also not heard from Charles Saunders about his brother Buddy Saunders. Uh, he has some medical issues, so uh, we do want to remember him in prayer still. We'll try to get some update from Charles. Uh, this Sunday. I will give you an update on my cousin who's the next one on the list, Cindy Cruz. Uh, she lives in, up near, um, oh, why did it just go out of my head? Waverly. Uh, she lives up near Waverly area. Uh, she's a couple of years younger than I am. She has liver cancer uh, and um, it has now spread throughout her body and she's opted not to do any more treatments. So. Uh, they'll be bringing in some specialized hospice until she needs the full regular hospice. So we want to remember her and her family uh, in your prayers. We also want to continue to remember the people of Ukraine with all this going on there still, uh, as well as, as we, as we mentioned earlier, praying for our, uh, the opportunity we have uh, to maybe be involved in that ministry. Uh, we want to remember Mamie Thompson, uh, who is in her own apartment now. This is Amy R Raymond's mother, uh, so we want to remember her in prayer. Uh, Tracy Strobel, uh this was a request from Vicki Boswell, a friend of hers uh, who's been on dialysis. Uh, we'll try to check also with Vicki as well as uh, finding out about her more as well as uh, finding out about her friend Tracy there, unless someone here knows. Uh, Ryan Bond. Does anybody know Ryan? I know 
Okay. Okay, so Scarlett's going to try to get us an update on that one. Um, and if not tonight, we'll get you something on Ryan soon. Uh, Rhonda Morris, uh, she's one of our CDC preschool teachers. They had graduation uh, this morning. She was here for that. Uh, she had just gotten out of the hospital yesterday evening. And so uh, it was a, a, a miracle for her to be here even for that, um, but yet also uh, heartbreaking at the same time as she wants to be able to be involved there but wasn't able to. And so just keep her in your prayer. She is officially cancer-free but uh, and is in remission there, but uh, she does have the colostomy bag, has been in a lot of pain, uh, and then had some other issues that happened recently that she had to go back into the hospital for. And she just, as we said, barely got out of the hospital yesterday to be here this morning uh, for that. As, uh, so remember her in your prayers. Uh, Christine Cranford. Christine Cranford. That's one from Patricia Durham. That's her, her mother, okay? So that's Christine. Christine Cranford is Patricia Durham's mother. Uh, don't have an update on her. Uh, do continue to remember our Calgary Mission Project. We are in the process right now of switching over with our Director of Missions. Uh, Brother Mark Puckett is uh, going out. I think he told us, uh, which he probably only has maybe two more days, officially in the office as the DOM, but he will be continuing on at least into uh, the beginning part of June to kind of overlap with our new Director of Missions uh, who's coming in May 23rd to help him transition uh, through that process and learn the ins and the outs. And he's gonna work kind of part-time uh, half days uh, with him uh, to walk through some of that with him. But we are continuing our mission emphasis is through the association, the ministry with Taiwan, the ministry with Calgary. We have two teams that are going this summer, and so we want to remember uh, that ministry uh, in our prayers uh, as well as we supported that ministry through our church uh, also. Uh, Libby Kine, this is Rick's mom. Okay, so she had had a stroke, and she's about the same uh, so do continue to keep her in your prayers. Uh, and I don't have an update from Matt. Uh, this was Tish uh, Craig Ray, uh, who has lymphoma and had started chemo, and I believe still doing the chemo from the time frame he gave me before and to where we are now. Uh, but we'll try to get an update on, on Tish also. Uh, Randy Tatum, uh, this is Ken Tatum's brother. Uh, he has, he still continues with his uh, cancer issues, but then has some other things that are going on also. The last Ken told me a few weeks ago uh, about him, so do continue to remember him uh, in your prayers. This is cancer is getting worse as well as some of the other things that he has in conjunction with that. Uh, remember uh, Lisa Pitts uh, with her medical issues, and this is Linda's sister. You said she's cancer-free? Okay. So the, the update on Lisa Pitts is that they have said she is cancer-free. She is doing better. Uh, still has some fatigue uh, issues going on, ongoing from that, from the treatment. So keep her in prayers for that, but that's a good report uh, to hear uh, that. Uh, and then, let me see, I think there was one that was... Yeah. Uh, the next one is Katie Pugh. 
who has lymphoma and Ella Thames has shared with us on Facebook. Uh, the latest update on her is that she started a different chemo and is in the hospital for three days. So we want to remember her as she's in, uh, in the hospital. Uh, and then also, this is another one from Ella. It's the last one on your list uh, there at the bottom, Matthew Ratcliffe. Uh, we've mentioned him several times before. We mentioned him in our choir time. Uh, he was in a car accident back in uh, December uh, and has had uh, multiple issues, uh, uh, several things that have happened with the brain there too. Uh, and it's been a long, long recovery for him. Uh, I did read some update in addition to what Ella's sharing here. Uh, he is improving some from his setback, uh, but he, uh, he had had some setbacks with physical therapy uh, and such uh, just recently. Uh, he improved some, but then still, uh, just I think it was a day or two ago, had some more issues again with his physical therapy. So uh, that's going to be an ongoing thing, but he is progressing slowly uh, in, the, in the right direction. So we praise the Lord for that at least. Uh, I don't have any new update on Dennis McCullough. This is Samantha's brother-in-law uh, who had a stroke other than that he is at home now um, and seems to be, at least from what we know from her sister, uh, a little more settled than he was. Uh, he was a little more agitated and aggravated and, and having some issues with that. So uh, keep him in your prayers. We'll try to share a new update on him next week also. Uh, the next one is from Brian Tate. This is Kyle Copeland. Uh, and, and that's some ongoing issues that he has with some medical issues. Uh, Frida Anderson, her husband had passed away a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, uh, but she uh, has improved a little bit uh, and was looking at this what Miss Imogene was sharing with me before service, uh, that she has improved a little bit and I think they were gonna maybe be moving her into one of the homes. Okay, so goes home during the day. Okay, so she's able to go some back and forth, and so just continue to keep her in your prayers. It is going to be an ongoing uh, prayer request with her, uh, but uh, there was some improvement there that we did want to share that with you. Uh, Bobby Baker Jr., uh, who has cancer, and Donna shared this. Share me here. Donna, he's doing well. Okay, and so praise the Lord uh, for Bobby with that. Uh, Herb Taylor, do you know him? Your dad shared this one. That's why I'm just asking. Okay. Uh, so remember Herb Taylor, who has cancer. Uh, Mark Smith had requested prayer for him. Uh, and then we're not sure if we have exactly the name correct on this one. Uh, there's been some issues with the name before uh, from Brian on this one. But the name we have down, you may not, we may not know exactly who it is, but the Lord does. Uh, it's Easton Max is what we have down. We think it may be a little bit different than that. Uh, but we'll try to get with Brian and get that particulars worked out there on that. But do remember uh, that person in your prayer request. Melissa Shuren is another one of our CDC substitute teachers. Uh, she used to work with the CDC before, uh, but she is uh, working uh, as a substitute now. She's been filling in uh, several times throughout the last couple of weeks, as I recall. Uh, but she has some ongoing back issues uh, and has been in a lot of pain, and she asked if we would... Uh, remember her uh, in our prayers. And then also, I don't have any new update on Tammy Sparkman. This is the granddaughter of Leona Ross. Um, uh, Rosie has been sharing with me the updates on her, but she has bone cancer, uh, and uh, she had improved some, 
but then they also found out they had, that she had infection uh, in the leg. And so uh, just continue to be in prayer for her. I think the last word I got is they had almost cleared all that up. There was still a little bit they were concerned with, but there had been talk at one point of maybe having to amputate. So, but that right now at least has uh, kind of been put on the back burner until they uh, proceed a little bit further here. Uh, so do remember Tammy Sparkman in your prayers. And then uh, these are some new ones, uh, De Debbie uh, Pancratus, I'm assuming, how do you say that? Uh, and her family, um, uh, with, with, and the Caldwell family, uh, with her having cancer, Lauren Lee has asked prayer uh, for her. Uh, Bill Hargrove, uh, who has medical issues, uh, who's been hospitalized several times. This is Ann Smith's uh, father. I think he's doing better. Uh, but uh, I did not get an update from her before uh, earlier today uh, from preschool when I saw her, but we'll try to get an update on him also. And then this is Donna Jackson's sister, uh, Julie, uh, who had back surgery, and that went, that went well. She's at home, and Donna caregiving for her. So we praise the Lord uh, for that and how well they're doing it. And, of course, we mentioned Matthew Ratcliffe already, who's at the very bottom of your prayer list there. Are there any others that we need to add? I know that's a long list to go through, but we wanted to go through those ever so often uh, to kind of clean up the list. Any that we can take off, any additions we need to add tonight? I don't see any more on Facebook there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer for these, and then we'll get right into our, our study on the rest of chapter 1 in the book of Jonah. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much for the many blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for watching over us and providing for us and caring for us each and every day. Lord, you are walking with us and, and are there to lead us and to guide us. I pray that we're listening to you and hearing your voice and, and hearing you speak through your word, your truth and the Bible. Uh, Lord, that we would let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path to guide us in every step. Uh, that we take each and every day to live in such a way that we're bringing honor and glory to your name. But Lord, we know that there are times when we don't, when we have sinned against you. Maybe that's in a thought that we've thought, or maybe it's in an action that we've committed against your word, or, or maybe it's simply something, Lord, that we did not do that you've commanded us to do. And so, Father, I pray that you would forgive us of all of our sins, wash us and cleanse us with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, I pray that you'll cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, uh, never to be remembered or recalled to our account again. And, Father, I pray that uh, as we confess those things to you, as we repent of those things and turn away from them to turn to follow you, give us the strength every day, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit in dwelling within us to make right choices each and every day that bring glory and honor to you through the things we do and through the things we shouldn't do. And so, Father, I pray that our lives will be a living witness and a living testimony to the world around us of your saving grace and your saving mercy. Father, we pray tonight that you would hear our prayers uh, on behalf of all of these that we've mentioned on our prayer requests. We know that your, your grace is sufficient, so pour out your grace upon each one of these, Lord. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the updates of the positive things that are going on as some are improving, some will continue to need prayer, but they've improved still the same. And we just praise your name and glorify your name for that. 
But Lord, there are many others who are still having to go through the valleys and the struggles and the trials that they're facing. And so we pray, God, that you'll make yourself known to them, to encourage them, to strengthen them, that they will cling to you in their moment and in their hour of need. Father, we ask your blessings upon them in a powerful way, and we ask your healing touch upon their bodies to bring glory to your name and a witness to the lost and dying world around us, not only of the physical healing, but more importantly of the spiritual healing uh, that you can bring to our hearts and to our lives. So we uplift them to you, we place them in your hands, and we expectantly look forward to the great and mighty things we're going to hear in the days ahead. Lord, we pray that your hand will continue to be upon our church, continue to bless our church, be with our youth uh, as they're meeting tonight, also studying your word. Give them a hunger and a thirst for your word. Father, I pray that they will want to live for you more and more each day. Be with our children, uh, even though they're not meeting uh, for Awana throughout the summer months. Lord, continue to guide them uh, in, their, in this time, Lord, that they will uh, not forsake the things that they've learned through Awana. Uh, and the importance and the priority of your word in their life and memorizing scripture, may they take that upon themselves uh, in their hearts, Lord, to continue that process throughout the summer months. But Lord, we pray your protection over them, and as they have other activities that will be upcoming with Vacation Bible School, be with all of our workers as they prepare for that, as well as uh, continuing, Lord, to prepare our children and their families as we seek to reach out to them and to minister to them and to help them to grow in knowing more about Jesus and what he has come to do for us. Lord, I pray for the outreach of Awana, uh, that it would be a great opportunity, Lord, for us sharing the gospel. And Lord, we pray uh, that you would uh, just continue to be with us even tonight as we study the book of Jonah. Open your word, Lord, and let it be powerful, let it be relevant, let it be alive for us tonight. Uh, as we look at your word and your truth, that it will lead us and guide us in the days ahead uh, as we see the struggle that Jonah faced uh, in seeking to run from you. Lord, I pray that we will learn from the lesson of his life to not repeat the same mistakes ourselves. And so, Father, we ask your blessings on your word tonight. Uh, may you speak to us in a powerful way. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1 is where we're going back to. We looked at verses 1 down through uh, verse 3 last time. We're going to jump back just a little bit to pick up with verse 3 again to kind of bring us into the context uh, of where we are. We saw last time uh, that Jonah disobeyed God's directions in verse 1 and verse 2, uh, as it says there in verse 1 and verse 2. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. And we saw that in the scriptures there and what happened there, that he decided, I'm not going to do what God wants me to do. I'm doing what I want to do. And sometimes we do that ourselves. And we need to understand that when we disobey God's directions, there are some consequences for that. But notice for Jonah, it wasn't just a mistake. Oh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, or, or I made a mistake once, I, I, I repent of it, I turn, and I come back to do what you said for me to do, Lord. Notice that he was deliberate in his disobedience. As you go to verse 3, uh, in verse 3 it says, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. So we see there that Jonah took action himself that was intentional to run away from the Lord, to disobey the Lord. 
we see he was deceived uh, in his disobedience because as you read in those verses, in verse 2 and verse 3, you see there in verse 3 again, especially it, it says there that he throws up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And then at the end of the verse it says to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. As if somehow you can run from the presence of the Lord. Because we know in the scripture it tells us no matter where you go, God is there. Uh, and so there's nowhere that you can run. But he was deceived in that, thinking some way, somehow, I can get away from God. And we think that sometimes. We think that sometimes we can run away from God, we can get to a place where he's not. Sometimes we think we can hide things from God, that God won't know uh, about this particular thing in our lives. And we're deceived in that. But notice as we pick up with verse 3 here, Jonah was doomed in his disobedience. So go back to verse 3 there just for a moment and look at two phrases there. The first is, but. That's a good word sometimes in the Scripture, but here it's not a good word because it leads to uh, a devastating uh, consequence here that he was doomed in his disobedience. But Jonah rose to flee away to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And then the second part that we just read a moment ago at the end of verse 3, he went down into it, into the ship, to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. He wasn't interested in going on a sightseeing trip to Tarshish. He wasn't interested in an in a ocean cruise. He only had one goal in mind. He wanted to run away from God. He wanted to flee from God, not just the presence of God, but also the purpose, the plan God had for his life. And so understand... God is patient with us. As long as we're in that valley of decision and we're trying to seek, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because we don't know sometimes and we're wanting to know. God is patient with us as we seek to learn what his purpose and what his plan is when we're in the valley of decision. God understands even when we're afraid to do what he wants us to do. God even takes mercy on us when we're so arrogant as to think that we know what is better for us than he does. But the problem comes when either fear or the pride leads to disobedience, and that's when the trouble really begins. So I want you to remember this about disobedience. Whenever you decide in any area of your life, whether it's something big or whether it's something small. Because he tells us in the New Testament, if you're faithful in the little things, more will be given to you, more will be required of you. And yet he says here, whether it's even a big thing or a small thing, uh, when you decide in any area of your life to run from God, whenever you decide, I'm going to go east, when God says, I want you to go west, or you decide to go south when God says, I want you to go north, or whenever you think in your mind that God has made a motion, and I'm not going to second the motion, because I don't want to do what he wants me to do. Uh, you're about to take a trip then that, that take, that's always longer, it's always costlier, and it's always harder. Because understand this, disobedience is sin, and disobedience will take you farther than you want to go, It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. So it cost him more than just the fare to get on this ship to go to Tarshish. It's going to cost him a whole lot more, as we see here in just a moment. You know, many a person has spent a lot of nights tossing and turning, knowing they were running from God, when they could have slept with a perfect peace 
in the will of God. So I want you to notice this next step in the life of someone on the run from God, because even though it's a hard step, it illustrates how much God loves us even when we're on the run. Notice as we come to verse 4 through the end of the chapter, Jonah was disciplined for his disobedience. So in verse 4, we read another but. So verse 3 was but Jonah. Now verse 4 is but the Lord. And that's the one you always got to watch out for. You can decide what you're going to do but the Lord. And so verse 4 says, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Now understand this, but the Lord. A loving parent disciplines their children when they disobey. Now the discipline is different depending on the circumstance and the situation that it is. But a loving parent ought to always discipline their children when they disobey. And God loves us as his children. He loves us too much to leave us in our sin. And so he brings discipline when we disobey. These are the words of saving grace, not only in Jonah's life, but in ours as well. Because here was Jonah who was headed down, 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 but the Lord was following him every step of the way. And he uses, God uses a storm here uh, to, to begin, to, to, begin uh, to rescue his disobedient prophet. Now notice it wasn't just bad luck on Jonah's part, as we said, that this ship runs into this storm at the sea. From God's perspective in heaven, it was an orchestrated series of events. God wanted Jonah to do something for him. Jonah says, no, I'm not doing it. He disobeys God. And so God sets in motion this plan to get Jonah back on track. Understand he does that for us because you can't run from God. Uh, sometimes we're sailing along through life uh, on comfortable and pleasant seas and, and one day we're going to realize that we're headed into a great storm because we choose not to obey what God tells us to do. You know, it's a bad storm though when the, sta the sailors are afraid. But when sailors start praying, it's really a bad storm. So notice in verse 5, it goes on to tell us, Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. We'll stop there for just a moment as you see there uh, about these sailors who, who are afraid. And, and when these sailors start praying, they're praying to their God. You know, you kind of have to feel sorry for these sailors because they didn't ask for this. I mean, they weren't the ones who were the problem. Now, they're not worshiping the one true God, so that is a problem for them. And so they're a part of this judgment that's coming upon Jonah also. Uh, but they didn't ask for this. They were, getting, they, they were sailors who were just delivering their cargo uh, to Tarshish. And that's how they made their money, to feed their families. If the cargo doesn't get to Tarshish, they don't get paid. Because of one stubborn prophet, though, who said no to God, we're going to find out they lose their cargo and their pay goes down the drain. You know, all too often we think that our decisions only affect us. But there's a great lesson to learn here. You know, runners always, people who run from God always hurt those who are close to them or who are around them. Family and friends are hurt by all the shrapnel of, of your life when you're running from God. Who gets hurt? Who gets affected? Not just you. But understand this, your kids get affected when you don't make 
the choice to, to obey what God has told you to do. Uh, you, your, your parents are affected. Your spouse is affected. Uh, your, your friends get affected. Your, uh, and the wounds and the hurt and the heartache begin to spread uh, like a spilled drink on the floor. So these soldiers, they have tried everything else to save the ship. All hands are on deck except for one, and they notice Jonah is missing. So the story continues in verse 5. So the mariners were afraid, and each one cried to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Now, that's their livelihood. If they don't get the cargo to port, they don't get paid. But they're about to drown. They're about to lose their lives. So they're like, let's just get rid of anything. Our lives are more important than the cargo and getting paid. And so notice, but Jonah, there's another but, but Jonah had gone into the inner part of the ship and had laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And so everybody else had been trying to pray to their God, and it didn't seem to be working. And so they had this one last card in the deck, and that card was Jonah. And so they thought about asking him to see, Jonah, would you pray to see if it'll help? So there was a story about a ship that was sinking in the middle of a storm. And the captain called out to the crew and he said, does anybody here know how to pray? And one man stepped forward and he said, yes, sir, I know how to pray. Well, the captain said, wonderful, you pray while the rest of us put on life jackets. We're one short. <laughs> well, Jonah and God here, they're not exactly on speaking terms right now because Jonah has decided, I know what's best for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not doing what you told me to do to go to Nineveh and to preach to them. And so he, he decides he's going his own direction. God sends this storm. They start chunking things over the edge of the boat there, all the cargo. And then they realize, wait a second, somebody's missing. Jonah's missing. Let's get Jonah up here. We've been praying and it didn't seem to work. Let's see if Jonah's God will hear and so that we wouldn't perish. And then we come to verse 7. And they said one to another... Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Let me let you know a little secret here. They could have cast that lot 5,000 times, and the lot would have still fallen on Jonah every single one of those times. Because when God commands you to do something and you refuse to do it, he doesn't just leave you and say, well, okay, I'll just get somebody else to go and do it. God's going to do whatever he can to bring you full circle because God isn't interested in, in paying back, but God is interested in bringing back. And so the story begins to come to a close as we continue on to verse 8 down through verse 11. So then they said to him, to Jonah, tell us. It fell on him, the lot, as they cast the lots. They wanted to know whose fault is this, that we're in the middle of this. And they said to him, tell us, on whose account this evil has come upon us? What is your occupation? And where do you come from? And what is your country? And of what people are you? So they began asking all these questions of Jonah. Up to this point, if Jonah had just looked up to heaven and said, okay, you win, God, I'm going to go to Nineveh, I'll obey your word, 
I'll do your will. Do you know what would have happened? The seas would have calmed, the storm would have stopped, the sun would have shined, and everybody would have lived happily ever after. But notice verse 11, or continuing on with verse 10, uh, 9, 10, and 11. So they asked him all those questions, and he said to them, I'm a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? So you've done something, Jonah, to cause all this to happen, and we're paying the price for what you did. We want to know what is it you did. For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. These are ungodly men. These are men who don't even worship the one true and living God, and they understand what's going on. Here's Jonah who's fleeing from the Lord because he had told them. So verse 11 says, Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. It continued to get worse and worse and worse, and they knew this is it. The ship's going to break apart. We're going to drown in this sea. We're going to die right here, all because of this prophet who chose to disobey God. Notice Jonah's response in verse 12. They asked, what do we do? What do we do to stop all this? He said to them, pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. So they've got better character here than Jonah does, because they decide, we're not throwing you overboard, Jonah. We throw you overboard out here. You're going to drown. You're going to die, and your blood's going to be on our hands. We're not doing that. We're going to do everything we can to get everybody safely to the shore. So they're rowing as hard as they can to get this ship to the shore as much as they can, but the winds and the storm is just so much against them. The sea's getting more and more tempestuous. And so in verse 12, he said to them, Pick me up, hurl me in. He says, I know this is what's going to happen. Verse 13, they try to get back to the dry land, but they couldn't because it gets even worse. And then verse 14 says, Therefore they called out to the Lord, Jonah's God, and said, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done, it, done as it pleased you. So, Lord, if we do this, don't hold it to our account if he, if he dies. Don't, don't let us be to blame here. Uh, you brought this on because of his disobedience. Let it fall on him. So they picked up Jonah in verse 15 and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Now, what's amazing about those verses is here was Jonah who was so stubborn so determined to disobey that he basically says, I would rather die than do your will, Lord. Why don't y'all just cast me over into the sea? I'd rather die in the sea than to do what the Lord told me to do. You don't hear any repentance from Jonah while he's on that boat in the midst of the storm and they're contemplating what do we do here for him to say, God, forgive me. I know I did what was wrong. Don't hold it to these men account. Uh, Lord, if I can get off at the next port and go back, uh, I'll do it and, and things will be fine. He didn't repent. He didn't do any of that. He says, just throw me over. I'd rather die than do your will. I was reading a story about a little girl named Shauna. 
who was a classic strong-willed child. She was four years old. She kept trying to go uh, further than her mother wanted her to go on her tricycle, and her mom got tired of her disobedience. And so she said, look, Shauna, there's a tree right here, and there's a driveway right here. You can ride your tricycle on the sidewalk in between the driveway and the tree, but you can't go past that. If you go past that, you're going to get a spanking. And so the little girl said, well, uh, she, uh, the mom said, well, I've got to go inside. She said, I've got some things to do, but I'm going to be watching. Uh, I'm going to be watching out the window at you. Now, don't you go past one of those boundaries or you're going to get a spanking. So Shauna, she looked at her mom for a moment. She got off her tricycle. She backed up to her mom. She pointed to her rear and said, you might as well spank me. <laughs> she said, because uh, she said, I, I got places to go. <laughs> Four years old saying that. You know how four-year-olds are. But Jonah, he was going, and he was going down, and he was going deep. Notice verse 16 and verse 17 again. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, when we come to the next chapter, we're going to see that Jonah found the same thing in the fish that he found on the boat. God had been waiting there for him all the time. He thought again, if you just throw me over, I'll die, it'll all be over, or at the very least, God's not going to, what's he going to do? How's he going to make me go back if I'm out there drowning in the sea? God had been waiting there all the time. And so he caused this great fish to come up and swallow him. When you run from God, he doesn't chase you, but he waits for you. He also does everything he can to bring you back to him. Understand this, that the living God in heaven will not tolerate our deliberate rebellion forever. And he will do whatever he needs to do to bring us back to obedience. Maybe we've gone deliberately from the presence of the Lord, uh, starting with small things. We skip church. We stop reading the Word of God. We stop praying. We distance ourselves from the accountability of Christian friends. And then the larger steps of sin become easier. We do everything we think we can do to get away from the presence of the Lord. But the problem is, we, if we're truly believers and the Holy Spirit is in our hearts, you cannot get away from Him. He's going to keep coming after us and make us miserable and send storms into our lives that will disrupt everything until we finally come to our senses like the prodigal son did. I hope it doesn't take as much for us as it took for Jonah. In fact, the quicker we realize that we're on a detour and get back on track with God, and less, the, then the less powerful the storms will be that we face. But notice, even though Jonah's story took place more than 2,000 years ago, God still deals with believers in exactly the same way. He loves us so much that he will not allow us to walk down that road toward destruction. He loves us too much to leave us in our sin. He loved Jonah so much that he used the wind and the sea and then prepared this great fish to bring him back into compliance with his will. I ask you today, is there any area of your life that you are running from God? You may say, not me. I'm in church every week. That doesn't make any difference. You can run from God inside the church as fast as you can run on the outside. Because running from God is a matter of the heart. 
And so the question we need to ask ourselves is, am I headed in the wrong direction? Have you gotten on the wrong ship? Is there any area of your life that you're saying no to God when you ought to be saying yes to God? If you are, there's a loving God waiting on you. He wants to bring you full circle back to himself. And that's why God sent Jesus 2,000 years ago to let every person who is running from God know that there's a way home and he's the way to get there. Maybe you know that God has called you to certain things when you, and you've got all the reasons in the world why you think that you don't need to obey him. Then don't think, uh, don't, don't run from him. Whatever you think is going to be better in your Tarshish, you're wrong. There's nothing better than being in the center of God's will. Jonah would have been ten times safer and better in the city of Nineveh, surrounded by 600,000 angry Ninevites, but in the will of God, than he was in a boat running away from God or in the belly of the fish being taken down deep. The same is true for us. If God has called us, we ought to arise and go. If you're running, stop running. If you're going to run, run anyway, the place you need to run is back into his arms right now because he stands there with wide open arms to receive you. If Jonah had just done that, the story would have probably ended with chapter 2 and what he's preached to the city of Nineveh. But we see there's more to the story that we're going to learn next week in chapter 2. He's not done paying for the decision that he made. And we won't be either until we come to the place of repentance. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy and your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord, for loving us even when we have acted in ways that say we don't love you because we choose to disobey you. Father, when we obey you, that's an expression of, of our love to you. When we disobey you, that's saying we, we think we know better, that we don't, we're not showing that love towards you. And so, Father, I pray that you would forgive us in any area of our lives where we may have been running from you. Lord, bring us back right now. Before we have to incur any more tragedy in our life, before others have to suffer because of our decisions, help us, Lord to seek your face, to seek your presence, to seek your will, and to obey what you tell us in your word. Father, I pray that you would forgive us for our sinfulness, for our disobedience. And Father, set us back on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, that we would follow you all the days of our life and that we would live as a living witness and testimony to a lost and dying world around us that there is grace and there is hope even when we've made the choice to run from you. You're still seeking us because you still love us. Forgive us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining with us online there. We uh, look forward to seeing you Sunday. Come in person if you can. It's going to be a great celebration for our mothers. 
uh, and uh, would love to have you here. Remember also, though, we will not be here Sunday night, so we won't have a broadcast Sunday night. It'll just be Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have Sunday school at 9.30 or 9.15, worship at 10.30, so come and join us if you can. Uh, but if you're online there, follow us at 10.30 on any of those social media platforms or on our phone live streaming service. You have a blessed week. You stay safe. We'll see you this coming Sunday.